As we get started this morning, I'm going to be reading from Exodus 20, verse 12. As you turn there, and we'll be referring back to that one today and a few others, but as you turn there, I want to put this thought in your mind. God wants us to treat all people with respect and honor. Uh, Our parents, as well as others that he's placed in positions of authority. We read Exodus 20, verse 12 with me this morning. It says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged, And the land which the Lord your God gives you. Honor. Say that word with me. Say honor. Honor. Now say. Hold on. I got to make sure I say it right. (laughs) Kabed. 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 Like cow bed. But it's kabed. Kabed. Right. That's the Hebrew word for honor. And that word means honorable or means to glorify. And it's a, it's a neat little verb, and it has a wide range of use that far exceeds just simple obedience. You see, it's important to obey parents, but children must also show their parents respect, no matter how young or how old the child is. You see, the Bible strictly warns children against cursing and abusing their parents. Exodus chapter 21, verses 15 through 17 tells us this. As we continue to read through Exodus, we're going to see the Ten Commandments are explained in more detail. If you really want to get an idea, look into Exodus 21 on your own. But, but here in Exodus 21, 15 through 17, we see this explanation. Uh, it's, it's in a reference to, to personal injuries against one another. Moses is, talk, or, yeah, Moses is talking about some different things. And he says, hey, here's what you need to know. Exodus 21, 15 says, He who strikes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He who kidnaps a man, whether he sells him or he is found in his possession, shall surely be put to death. Now that's a verse for another sermon, okay? But then, keeping it in context, the next one, verse 17 says, He who curses his father or mother shall surely be put to death. You see, honoring your father and mother is about more than just doing what you're told. How many of us, growing up, and some of you may be growing up right now, where your parents have said, hey, go clean your room. Fine, I'll go clean my stupid room. Hey, go mow the yard. I don't want to mow the yard. Go mow the yard. Fine, I'll go mow the yard. Or maybe you get in trouble and you get disciplined. Maybe you got a spanking. Anybody ever get a spanking? Come on, I'm not the only one. Don't you make me? Okay. You get a spanking and then you're, you're like walking to your room and you're crying. You're like, Lord, please let them get hit by a dump truck. You know you did it, don't... Maybe not that exact prayer, but, you know, maybe you let a tree fall off them or something, you know. Don't let them break their fingers so they can't do it again. We, we prayed those prayers as kids. The Bible says no. It's not just about doing what you're told. See, healthy obedience is not just doing what you're told. It's about respecting the person that's telling you to do it, i.e. your mother and your father. It's not, it's not raising your hand to them. It's not raising your hand to them. I have to look at Dylan because he's 14 and we have this thing going right now between us where he's like, I can almost look you eye to eye. And I keep telling him out of love, when you look me eye to eye, I have to knock you down. He said, why would you do that? I said, you just have to look up to me. (laughs) 
We can't raise our hands to them. And, and, and some of us men, we know what I'm talking about because you got to be 17 or 18 and your dad would say, hey, you're not going to do that tonight. And well, you can't tell me what to do. I'm grown. And then we made that mistake of thinking we could kind of bow up to our father. And what did he do, men? Knocked you down. That's right. Some of you women remember that happening with your brothers. Oh, yeah, he went too far and dad put him back in his place. Listen, it's, it's not just about doing what you're told. It's about respecting them. It's about not raising your hand to them, not striking them, and not cursing them. We've all done it. The good news is there's, there's forgiveness when we repent from those things. But what about maybe you're thinking, okay, I'll honor my parents, but my parents, you know, they commanded or modeled things that were against God's will. They did things that clearly went against loving God and loving others loving neighbors can they still be honored without being obeyed and listen the bible says to treat parents with respect no matter what the situation may be most parents make great sacrifices to bring up their children and and as i realized there are no perfect people there are no perfect parents there are perfect grandparents though i'm finding that out uh but you weren't perfect parents which is you get a second chance you you'd be perfect grandparents and, and sometimes there are cases, and this just breaks my heart, but there are cases where fathers and mothers are dishonorable. They're dishonorable to the Lord. They're dishonorable to their kids. They cause pain. They cause grief. And even in these cases when parents may not deserve it, God still expects us to honor them for his sake. God promises long life to those who honor their parents. The scripture makes it clear that sometimes in these instances, we must follow God instead of following or instead of obeying our parents. And it does happen, all right? L- listen, Noah was a good man. He did all the stuff that God asked him to do. And in Genesis 9, uh, the rains from the flood have subsided. The ark has, has rested on Mount Ararat. And, and Noah makes an, a sacrifice to the Lord. He, make, he, he, he builds a, uh, an altar and everything. He, he makes sacrifices. He's teaching them good things. But he also started farming. He started growing things. And he grew grapes. And he thought... Hmm, what can I do with these grapes? Well, he made wine with his grapes. And scripture tells us that he had too much of his grapes in liquid form. He became somewhat inebriated. He embarrassed himself. But more than that, his own son made fun of him to his brothers. Noah had too much to drink. Scripture says that he he ended up laying naked in his tent. And his son, Ham, made fun of him about it. But Shem and Japheth, even though Noah did a less than honorable thing, they walked in backwards with a blanket. I make sure I don't fall off the stage. They walked in backwards and they covered him without, without staring at him, without taking a picture to post it on Snapchat or Instagram or something to share their friends. Look what dad did again. You know, they didn't do that. They were honorable. God promises long life to those who honor their parents. Even when parents sometimes do things that are irresponsible. Ham received a curse for dishonoring his father. His whole, his whole family line received a curse. And, and the other two, Shem and Japheth, they were blessed because they honored their father. In, in Proverbs 23, especially in verses 22 through 26, King Solomon is talking about wisdom. And now, young people, you need to pay attention to this because he says, and this is the man that when God said, you can have whatever you want, what did King Solomon ask for? He asked for wisdom. 
And God, and here's what King Solomon tells us. He says, wisdom comes from obeying your parents. And some of you are like, no, okay, there, you're looking it up right now. He didn't write that. Wisdom comes from obeying your parents. And basically, if you read it this way, he says, he says, listen with respect to the father who raised you. All right. And, and I'm, I'm sharing with you from the message. But but the reason I chose this version here, he says, listen with respect to the father who raised you. We live in a in a culture that the man that's in your house that's raising you may not necessarily be your biological father. But he cares about you enough to do this. And, and, and Solomon says, listen with respect to the father who raised you. And when your mother grows old, don't neglect her. Parents rejoice when their children turn out well. No pressure, young people, but your parents will rejoice when you turn out well. Wise children, and this is my favorite part of this whole thing, wise children become proud parents. So, so we can recap that. Listen with respect. To the, or first off, obey, obeying your parents brings wisdom. Listen to respect to the father who raised you. Don't neglect your mother. Parents will rejoice when you turn out well. And wise children become proud parents. So make your father happy. Make your mother proud. Honor your father and mother. It is never too late to do that. I'll, I'll say that again, but you can still do that. Next, I want to look at Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 9. And if you're turning there, I want to set this up for you. See, the Apostle Paul commanded children in this verse. In these verses, he commanded children to obey their parents in everything. Not, not just some things, everything, all right? He, he commands them to obey their children, their parents and everything. He reminds them that the fifth commandment, and this is one of my favorites. I just call it number five for short because people come to me and go, hey, my, I was in youth ministry. My parents are, they say I got to be in at midnight and all my friends get to stay out till, till one because it's prom. What do I do? And I'm like, number five. They're like, number five? Yeah. Honor your mother and father. Be home at 1159. Do it with honor. But he tells them, he says, number five, the fifth commandment contains a promise. If children honor their parents, they will enjoy long life. And we're going to get into that. But listen here, read this. He says, in Ephesians 6, 1 through 9, he doesn't just talk about family relationships, though. He also talks about how we should honor those above us as well. Listen, this is what it says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Okay? Honor your father and mother, and then he puts the, the parentheses up, which is the first commandment with a promise. Now, pause there. We went through the other commandments. Remember that? I'm the Lord your God. You have no other gods before me. You not make any idols. Uh, the Sabbath. And there was another one that I just forgot. Thank you. Uh, do not misuse the name of God. Did I take his name in vain? And then right here, number five, out, out of those four, honor your father and mother. And you will live long. So that it may be well with you. And that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. But bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Quit looking at me like that. <laughs> it's not anger. It's polishing you. I don't provoke you. I polish you. <laughs> Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart, as to Christ. Not by way of eye service. In other words, don't, 
don't honor your parents. Don't honor your earthly masters just so people go, oh, look how honorable he is. He's, he just does everything. No, don't do it as eye service, as men pleasers, but as slaves of Christ. Do it to honor Christ. Doing the will of God from your heart, not just out of action. With goodwill, render service as to the Lord, not to men. Knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. And masters, do the same things to them. And give up threatening, knowing that both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no partiality with them. You see, honoring your father and your mother actually exceeds just your family. Did you know that the fathers in Jerusalem, or in the Jewish community, they were the patriarchs, okay? And and the way that, that things were set up, as the patriarchs, it wasn't just like mom, dad, and a couple of kids. There was a clan. There was a larger family. And so, so here we have the fathers, the patriarchs of these families. They were also the elders of, of the city. They were the leaders of the community, if you will. Some of them, it was their duty. They would sit at the city gate and, and they would settle disputes. They would offer wisdom. And so when, when we read, honor your father and mother, I consider that plus what we just read from Ephesians And I think we also need to consider the way we honor anyone who has authority over us. Not just elders and and deacons and leadership in the church. But if our goal is to honor God first, and and our goal is to be a reflection of of Him in how we live our lives, we should consider that the same the way we honor teachers at school, your boss at work, our police, city and government leaders, our president, the people that serve with him. That's just a thought that I have. You see, what shows more honor and respect to God? Talking poorly about all the people I just mentioned or showing them honor and respect because we first honor and respect God. Remember number one. Remember number one? Yeah, you should have no other gods before me. If, if a wise person told me this week, you know, as you're going through these Ten Commandments, everything goes back to number one. If you go back to, you should have no other gods before me. It's, it's, it's real similar to when Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and love your neighbors, you love yourself. If you do that, you're automatically going to fall in line with the rest of the commandments. You're automatically going to fall in line with how we're expected to treat your mother and father. People in our community, your principal. Matthew 10, 37 through 39. In, in this, this scripture I want to share with you next, Jesus taught that even in honoring our father and our mother, that he still has to be the priority. See? Jesus must be the one that is above our family. Remember, number one, you should know the gods before you. I hope that you love your mama. All right? I hope that you love your father. I hope that you do not love them more than you love God. Husbands, I hope you love your wives. Wives, I hope you love your husbands. I hope you do not love them more than you love our God. Remember number one. You have no other gods before me. Matthew 10, 37 through 39. Jesus says this. He says, he who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. 
And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. But he who has found his life will lose it. And he who has lost his life for what? My sake will find it. Honor your father and mother, but please remember number one. Jesus said, anyone who loves his father or his mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he says to fathers and mothers, hey, if you love your son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of me. Yes, we are to honor our fathers and our mothers, but God must be the priority. The thing to remember is that God's will is more important than the will of our parents. And I got to thinking about that and I'm like, where can I find a good story in Scripture that shows us God's will is more important than the will of our parents. And I found it in Judges chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. It's our friend Samson. I'm going to read that to you. I want, to see, I want you to see how this played out in Samson's life. And there's some depth to this. Uh, verse 1 says, Then Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah, one of the daughters of the Philistines. Everybody go, ooh, yeah. So he came back and told his father and mother, I saw a woman in Timnah, one of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me as a wife. That just cracks me up. I'll get to that. <laughs> then his father and his mother said to him, is there no woman among the daughters of your relatives or among all of our people that you go to take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? But Samson said to his father, Get her for me. She looks good to me. I think Samson was a millennial. Anyway, I'm kidding, guys. It's just kind of funny because that's kind of what he did. Anyway, however, his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord, for he was seeking an occasion against the Philistines. Now, at that time, the Philistines were ruling over Israel. So let me set this up for you from reverse order. The Philistines are ruling over Israel. God is seeking an opportunity for the Philistines. But Samson, really? This, this muscled up, like, man of God, Nazarene vow, never cut his hair, never had fruit of the vine, went through all these things, lived his life, and then here he is, just this beast of a grown man. He, he's killed a lion. He's done all this stuff with his bare hands. He's shown all the strength. And he says to his mom and dad, I saw a woman. She's pretty. Go get her for me. That's my wife. Now, his father and mother, they tried to do the right thing. They said, they reminded Samson, hey, you shouldn't intermarry with the Philistines. They, and it's not, it wasn't because they, they were like prejudiced, but it was because the Philistines not only didn't honor God, but they were sworn enemies of God. The Philistines wanted nothing to do with God. The Philistines weren't in Israel on vacation. Okay? It was not a happy situation. But in this case, this enemy of God, God was using Samson, and he was using this woman, seeking an occasion against the Philistines. Let me pause here and explain something to you. Anytime that the Lord is seeking an occasion against you, it does not end well. All right? It just doesn't. But honoring your father and your mother, because you first honor God in your life, that's always a good thing. It's always a good thing. In Matthew chapter 15, 
verses 1 through 9, Jesus shared a little something with the Pharisees concerning what this looks like. And, and here we are, Matthew 15. This is what happens. Some Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem. And they said, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered and, and said to them, why do you yourselves transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Now you're sitting here going, well, what does that have to do with washing your hands before you have bread? Listen, God said, honor your father and mother. And he who speaks evil of father or mother is to be put to death. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever I have that would help you has been given to God. That's what these people were doing. These Pharisees were saying to their their aging parents, I can't help you. I've given everything I have to God. Look how holy I am. Oh, I'll wash my hands and have some bread. Jesus goes on to say he is not to honor his father or his mother. And by this, you're invalidated. Excuse me, by this, you invalidated the word of God. For the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites. Rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you. It's my favorite part. This people honors me with their lips. But their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me. Teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. They come at Jesus concerned about ceremonial cleansing. And this is what Jesus says to them. Jesus was like look at you. You want to act like you honor God because you wash your hands before you have some bread ceremonially. But you're not even taking care of your parents. Jesus says to them, you forgot number five. You're not honoring your father and your mother. You would rather make up excuses to avoid having to honor your parents. And this is the best. He goes all Isaiah on them. He calls them hypocrites. He refers back to... And the reason that's important is because Words from Isaiah and words from Moses and words from Noah and words from Abraham. That was like that was the things that they set their whole lives on. And, and then Jesus quotes it back and he's like, you're just people that honor God with your lips, but your heart is far away from him. You won't even give care. You won't even give honor to your aging parents. You see, in that time, they didn't have Social Security and retirement. In that time, as you aged you came to a place where you could no longer work. And then it was the duty of actually your eldest son and his family that they would begin to care for you. And here are these men who are refusing to care for their families. They're, they're trying to play the church card. They're, they're playing the, you know, the religious card. Oh, I'd like to help you. I've already given everything to God. They forgot number five. They won't even give care, won't even give honor to their aging parents. And Jesus knows what he's talking about when it comes to honoring God first and then honoring your parents. You might remember this story about Jesus when he was a young boy. His family, it's in Luke chapter 2, verse 48. His family went to celebrate the feast of the Passover. And they, they, they left from that feast. And they got, uh, I believe it was a, a day or so journey away and realized Jesus wasn't with them. They left him in the temple. Now look what happens when they're reunited with Jesus in Luke chapter 2, verse 48 through 52. When they saw him, they were astonished. And <laughs> this is great. Picture this, because moms and dads, you've been here. 
that his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us this way? You go walking through somewhere and you're like, hold my hand, hold my hand, hold my hand, hold my, or hold my purse, hold my purse. Or, you know, there's always that. And kids are like, I'm big, I don't have to. You know, and granted, Jesus was probably around 12, but still, he got into what he was doing. They got into what they were doing. They left. Mom comes back. She's a little frantic. Hey, why have you treated us this way? Your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And Jesus said to them, why is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? Now, Jesus wasn't being a smart aleck. He wasn't, he wasn't kind of flippantly responding to his mother and father here on earth. He was, he was just letting them know. Did you not know I had to be in my father's house? Where, to him, it was one of those things like, where else would you look for me at? This, the, you know, this is where I would be. And, and so we move on. And verse 50 says, but they did not understand the statement which he had made to them. So what happens? He went down with them and he came to Nazareth. This is very important. He continued in subjection to them. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. You see, that's the key. Did you see it? He, he let him know, this is where I should be. Should be in my father's house. But he left that place to honor his, his earthly father and mother. And, and he continues, the Bible says, he continued in subjection to them. God in the flesh made himself subject to his mom and his stepdad. And the result of that, because Jesus honored and respected his parents by obeying them while he grew up. And the result of that was he continued to increase in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Listen, if you want to have God's favor, honor your father and mother. Jesus even saw to it that his mother was cared for once he was gone. Look at John chapter 19, verses 26 and 27. Do you remember this scene from the crucifixion of Christ? Jesus is on the cross. A fake trial. He's, he's been mocked. He's been beaten. He, he's been stripped of his dignity. He carried his own cross. He's on the cross. And Jesus, the Bible says Jesus, his mother was there. His mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene, they were all there. And it picks up right here at verse 26. Jesus is being sacrificed for our sins. And one of the things that he speaks from the cross is this conversation. Think about this in the concept of honoring your father and your mother. And Jesus is hanging on the cross and it says, When he saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour, the disciple took her into his own household. He honored his mother right up to the very end. Made sure that his aging mother was going to be well cared for because he knew he had a different job to do at that point. He still honored her while he was bringing honor and glory to his God and his Father in heaven. So the question I have for you today is how are you honoring your father and mother? 
How are you honoring your heavenly father? Some of you may be like me. You're thinking, well, my father and mother have passed away. How am I supposed to honor someone who's already passed away? Well, it's how you continue to live. It's how you're going to honor them. Same question. How are you honoring your heavenly father? Maybe as you look back the last few months, you haven't been. But as we come into our response time this morning, I want to do something a little different. I'd like you all to go ahead and stand with me. And I have this, this responsive reading. And I want you to read it with me as it concerns number five, as it concerns the fifth commandment, and as it concerns you. You as God's little children, all right? You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. And of course, honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Well done. You see, it's never too late to start honoring your father and your mother. Uh, more importantly, on this side of heaven, it's never too late to begin honoring God with your life. And that's why I want you to think about this uh, this morning, what you've done this past week, what you've done the past two weeks. Have you honored your Heavenly Father with your actions in your life? Have you honored your Heavenly Father with your words? Have you honored your Heavenly Father by not putting anything else before Him? Have you honored your Heavenly Father by pausing and spending time with Him in His Word? Have you honored your Heavenly Father by not taking his name in vain. If your response to that question is, eh, kind of. Or how much have you honored your heavenly father this week? Not much. I want you to take our response time this morning to think about what you need to do this next week to honor God. And I want to tell you, if you'd like some prayer with that, some accountability with that in the coming weeks, the elders are here. They'd love to pray with you. They'd love to encourage you in this. And you don't have to come up here and pray with them. We've got a prayer room off to the side. They'll take you out of here or you can grab somebody after church and say, hey, will you just come pray with me about this? Maybe for you, the first step to honoring God is to submit to him in baptism for the forgiveness of your sins, to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Whatever your response is this morning, think about how you can honor our Heavenly Father 
from this moment on as we sing our response song and you can respond accordingly. It's been great to be here with you all this morning. I, um, I've said it from the very beginning. This is one of my favorite series as I go through the Ten Commandments and um, especially as I'm able to reflect back on how these look at my life and then you guys get to laugh at some of that. Uh, <laughs> but now it's time for us to go. As you go this week, I want you to go thinking about how you can do two things. How can you honor your father and mother? But more importantly, how can you go out into our community and honor our Father God? Will you sing this last song with us? <laughs>